Shalom to all! Today we're going to learn Mishnah's to my parak, hey, Mishnah Tess and Mishnah Yud. And today's Mishnah's are being learned, Lili Nishnah, Smaras, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Her, Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Beschos, Rachel, Basar, and Gitlon, Daniel, Ezra, Bansar, Rachel, they should be benched with Zerushal, Kayama, Bakar of Mamesh. Now, Mishnah Tess continues discussing what we've been discussing in previous Mishnah's. Is one allowed or not allowed to take miser from one pile of produce onto another? But in this Mishnah, we're going to touch on an interesting sugya, which is the discussion of whether or not produce grown by Gayim in Eretz Yisrael is chayv in miser. You know, not all of the agricultural land in Eretz Yisrael is owned by Yidden. A lot of it is owned by Gayim. And the question is, if a guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael and he plows and he plants and something grows, is that chayv in miser? Maybe only something grown on Jewishly owned land is chayv in Truman Meiser, but not something grown by a non-Jew. And this machlekes is called Ein Kenyan or Yesh Kenyan La'evi Kachavim Be'eretz Yisrael Lafkiyam in Meiser. Namely, when a non-Jew owns land in Eretz Yisrael, does that mean that produce grown on his land is pater for Meiser? And this machlekes extends to Shemitah as well and in other places throughout Mishnahis that we're going to see. So the Tanakam of the Mishnah holds that Ain Kenyan That just because a non-Jew owns land in Eretz Yisrael, that doesn't mean that the produce is not Chayv in Meiser. Therefore, non-Jewish produce is considered 100% Tevel and is Chayv to have Meiser taken off of it Mid-Da'iraisa 100%. So Mishnah Tess tells us, Ma'asun Mishal Yisrael al-Shanachri, Mishal Nachri al-Shal Yisrael. We have our Yid, he has two piles of produce in front of him. One of them he purchased from a Yid, one of them he purchased from a non-Jew. He can take Meiser from one pile onto another. It doesn't make a difference which pile he's taking Meiser from because both of them are Chayv and Truman Meiser Mid-Da'iraisa. Furthermore, the time Kama tells us, Michel Yisrael al shal kusim, and Michel kusim al shal kusim. If he has two piles of produce in front of him, one of them he purchased from a yid, and one of them he purchased from a kusi, which we've said previously were people that had converted to Yiddishkeit, but then there was a suffix, maybe it wasn't a real conversion, maybe they didn't really mean to become gerim. He's allowed to take Meiser from one pile onto another. Even if both of these piles in front of him were bought from two different kusim, they're both chayv and meiser midda iraisa, and therefore he could separate from one pile onto another. Now, Rabbi Ezer Eiser Mishal Kusim Al Kusim. Rabbi Ezer argues with this last halacha, and he says that if this yid has two piles of produce in front of him, and both of them were purchased from kusim, he's not allowed to take meiser from one onto another. That's because sometimes the kusim might separate meiser for himself because he really intended to eat it himself, and then he changed his mind and said, you want to know what? I think I'm just going to sell it. I'm not going to eat it. So it turns out that this kusi sold something that already had miser taken off of it. And as we learned previously, you're not allowed to take miser from something which had miser onto something that didn't have miser taken off of it, and vice versa. So that's why Rabbi Lazar argues with this last halacha. And now moving on to Mishnah Yud, we're going to continue talking about truming and misering from one thing to another, but we're going to shift the discussion to something chayv midraisa versus something chayv midrabanan. An important word over here that we have to know is the word atzitz. And atzitz is a flower pot. You know, you have flower pots that come in all shapes and sizes, put some dirt in it, and then you can put any sort of thing that you want to grow inside this flower pot. It doesn't have to be flowers. It could be beans. It could be a vine. It could be wheat or barley. Even that's pretty funny because who grows wheat or barley in a flower pot? But you get the point. You have a flower pot and you could grow anything you want in it. So now there's a difference if this flower pot has a hole in the bottom or not. If it has a hole in the bottom of the flower pot, it's called an utzitz nakov, a perforated flower pot, a flower pot with a hole in it. Now, if it doesn't have one, it's called an utzitz she'enoy of a flower pot that does not have a hole in it 
or a non-perforated flower pot. So one main difference between an atzitz nakov and atzitz she'ene nakov is when you fill an atzitz nakov with dirt, some of the dirt's going to come out the bottom because it has a hole in it. But the more striking difference, which is much more relevant to our Mishnah, is that something grown in an atzitz nakov is considered to be growing from the ground, even though the pot isn't on the ground, it's on your porch, and it's 100 feet above the ground, it's still considered to be growing from the ground. And that's because nutrients from the soil go up through the air, and they're absorbed through the hole into that which is growing in the flower pot, and it's considered like this thing is growing in the ground. And therefore, this produce is chayv and meiser midai raisa, because it's no different than something that grew directly in the ground. However, something that grew in atzitz she'enai nakov is only chayv and meiser midrabonon. So now Mishnayot tells us, atzitz nakov, we have this flower pot with a hole in it, hareza ka'aretz, it's just like it's growing in the ground, like what we just said. Therefore, tarim mei ha'aretz al atzitz nakov, mei atzitz nakov al ha'aretz, truma say truma. If he has two piles of produce in front of him, something that grew directly in the ground, and something that grew from an atzitz nakov, and he took truma and meiser from one onto another, it's considered valid truma, because as we said, both of these piles are chayav in truma and meiser midai raisa. However, he took truma and meiser from something that grew in a non-perforated flower pot onto something that grew in a perforated flower pot, which means he separated from something chayav midrabanon onto something chayav midai raisa. Truma, it's valid truma, which means it has to be given to the kayin, the yasser but he has to take truma off again. He tried to take truma for something that's chayav midai raisa and it wasn't valid, so it still needs truma to be separated. Now, the reason why it needs to be given to a kayin, even though it wasn't valid, is because people think it's truma. It did come from something that's chayav in truma midrabanon, and if it's not given to the kayin, people are going to come to mezalzal in real truma. So we say, even though it wasn't really 100% truma, it's got to be given to the kayin anyway. And now we have the flip side case, Minha Nakov Al Sha'ena Nakov. Let's say he took Truma from something that grew in Atis Nakov onto something that grew in Atis Sha'ena Nakov, which means he separated from something Chayv Midai Raiso onto something Chayv Midrabanon. Truma, it's Truma, which means it has to be given to the Kayin. But the Kayin's not allowed to eat that which you're giving him, until he takes Truma and Meiser off of that which you gave him. That's because since he separated from something Chayv Midai Raisa, and what he did wasn't valid, so that which he's giving to the Kayin never really had Truma and Meiser taken from it. Therefore, Truma needs to be separated from it before the Kayin eats it. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with Mishnah Yud Aleph and Perik Vav, Mishnah Aleph. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.